I'm so blessed because today we have Dr. Latabu Machaba Similani with us. She is a pediatric specialist and author. We're going to get to her incredible book in a bit, an entrepreneur, uh, influencer, as well as a motivational speaker. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for your time today and welcome to Radio Pulpit and Radio K Pulpit. Uh, thank you so much, Jenna Lee. I am so honored to be on your show and to also engage with your viewership. I'm looking forward to a very interesting conversation. We're going to get to your book. It was launched last year called The Secrets of a Superpowered Mom or The Secrets of Superpowered Moms. And I can't wait to hear what that secret is. But let's perhaps start in the beginning. Where did the journey <laughs> for Dr. Latabo really start? The journey for Dr. Litavo started actually in Limpopo, in a small town called Venda. Uh, that's where I was born to uh, my parents. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know what? I am so excited that even though when we were growing up, we our neighborhood was completely underdeveloped. But thankfully, we had a very powerful, strong pastor who started a very community-based church, uh, which is Kingdom Life Center. Christian Center in, in Limpopo. And this was my pastor, Pastor Morigo, which I regard really as a, a father figure with his wife being a mother figure to me. Uh, what they would do for us is every, um, on weekends, we would get to go for inter-youth and, and then on Sundays have churches. And I really feel that that's where I actually had a God encounter at a very young age, meeting God in my life really set me up for, for success. Uh, I little did I know that my mom was actually going to pass away when I was in grade 11, uh, which was quite hard. We are seven siblings, uh, six siblings, seven children. And her passing away, really um, the gift that I had, the gift of God helped me to just go through the journey of, uh, of, of, of university with God. You know, I cannot begin to tell you how many miracles and breakthroughs that I had by just literally telling God that not only are you going to be my father, but you're going to be my mother. And for me, I really feel that as much as that might have been a trauma to any other child growing up without a mom, but actually having a relationship with God is really, really what I feel that changed was a game changer in everything. Mm -mm. You know, every time I hear testimonies like yours, I'm reminded of the important role that the church play. You know, sometimes we will think that you need big buildings and full buildings. And we, we forget that in those buildings, there are people who really need to be introduced to God and God would be the anchor of their lives. And uh, successful people like yourself are produced from those pews. Talk to me for a minute about uh, the role that the church plays, you believe, in helping to shape destinies. Oh, you know what, generally, as you can even hear just from my own story, you know, the world out there is full of so many things. Uh, and especially in, in, in as young children, as young adults, even now as 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 adults where when we're doing adulting with children and families, uh, I just feel that whatever environment you can place yourself in can help you face the bigger community and the bigger environment. Mm -hmm. So I can share to all our viewership from a personal place that whether it was in my childhood, in my university life, even now as an adult doing adulting with a husband and three children, 
just the word and the life-giving messages and the positive input mm -hmm. that we get from a very good church environment is tremendous. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing all this talk about mental health and all these mental issues. But I feel that a lot of us, when we go through certain situations, we are running on empty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to be honest with you, generally, life happens to everyone. Mm -hmm. Whether you are a doctor, whether you are a mom, whether you are a nurse, the seasons of life will come to you. So best when the winter season and the autumn season comes, it finds us planted in a church community. Mm -hmm. Because when we are down and out, there will be somebody who can either pray with us, pray for us carry us through, or even just as God does, put us on his shoulders. And, you know, for me personally, generally, I've had times where I can't even pray for myself. Mm -hmm. And these are things that people will not want to hear because mm -hmm. they always see you as a perfect Christian and a perfect person who's thriving and successful. But there have been times where I myself as a Christian find myself very sick and I could not pray for myself. Literally, it was thankfully found to be in a very good church community that then carries the, the baton and just carries and takes our prayers to God in those times. Uh, doctor, you're talking about your children and obviously you wrote a book for moms as well. And you're speaking about your husband. I can hear that strong family structures are important to you. What role do you think healthy families play in a healthy society and ultimately a healthy nation and continent? Oh, a very, very, very important question. You know what, Janelle, to be honest, family is a godly concept. Marriage was us, was made by God. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we do live in, a, in an imperfect world and uh, things happen and life happens and women are having to, to go through life alone. Some men are having to go through life alone and children are having to be raised by parentless families. But to be honest with you, I cannot uh, emphasize and thank God for his grace and mercy in my, my life. Because a lot of what I've been through, I feel like if my husband had not been there besides me, I would not have been able to conquer you know, and even uh, children just being able to receive principles and giving. I really believe very much on giving. We all need to be in a giving role. And that's what makes a better place. Mm -hmm. And I feel like to be awarded the opportunity to give to a child and one that you have in your own house is, is there's no words for that, you know. And I really do respect parents and everyone who even adopts because I believe that we can be mothers, biological mothers and fathers. But parenting is also a gift. So some people might not have the advantage of actually giving birth biologically to their own child. But mm -hmm. by adopting or raising even a niece or a cousin in the family, they are awarded the role of being a parent, you know. Mm -hmm. And that is actually what we need. There's a lot of studies that have been done and that are showing statistics about fatherless households or children growing up often, how if you actually follow them through their life, the reports show that those kids have a, a, a higher rate to fail mm. than children who have grown up in a loving uh, building, like in a loving community or a loving, strong family. And you know what, generally, I'm so inspired, especially in African families and in church communities, that mm. sometimes the biological family as we would like to call it if if that the enemy has attacked it's not all lost we can still be create families we can still achieve and strive to actually as i say just even uh, i foster an orphanage 
And, you know, I always feel that although I might not be their biological moms or, or, or their biological mom, but mm-hmm. I, I I become a parent role. And that gift, there's nothing, nothing more rewarding mm-hmm. than a child putting their hands around you, even one that you have in birth. And they say to you, thank you that mm-hmm. now I am somebody. Now I have this because you came and you helped me. And for me, that's why I say family transcends transcends just me, my children, and my husband. Family is bigger than that. And I'm glad that in Christ, we, we have full understanding of that. We are also adopted in Christ as yes. children of God, you know? Absolutely. You know, Doctor, you just said something very profound for me. Actually, you you highlighted the role of parenting versus birthing. It's two complete separate things. There's the parenting and then there is the birthing. So powerful what you just said. Um, You earlier mentioned the loss of your mother when you were in grade 11. And I'm sure that must have been one of the hardest things in your life that you've had to really process or live through. Talk to me about some of those hard times in your life and what was the practical things that helped you, for instance, um, process the loss of your mother and the other hard times in your life? Yeah, thank you so much, Janelle, for that question. I'm not going to lie. Any child who's lost a mother, um, uh, being a, a, a motherless child, is, is the most difficult thing. And I say that uh, in the fact that in my medical practice, I, I sometimes have to help some of my moms who are my clients process their parents or their moms dying at an adult age. And you mm-hmm. can even see that is difficult for them. So for us, for, as for uh, me and my siblings, it started off with even just the diet, the food in the house changing. Mm. You really, really realize that a mom is a nurturer. All those stews and soups and mm. lasagnas that used to come mm. in the house just disappeared. Mm. And then before you know it, within a few months, the clothes, everything, our dads are there, but they are not as nurturing as the moms. You know, the mom will always give you her last 50. Yeah. Or if you're going for a school trip, when the bags are packed, she will tell you that look in the corner of the bag, I've put in this, all your emergency things she's going to think about. Mm. So we were almost, it really felt like somebody had pulled the the carpet underneath our feet and we just literally hit the ground. And, you know, at grade 11, it's a time of uh, identity in terms of finding out, finding yourself as a female, finding yourself as a girl, going through the periods, going through the periods, paying, choosing a career. And for me, I can tell you that um, it was quite uh, a stressful time. But thankfully, practically, I feel that as a as a human being, understanding that you live amongst other people and that God uses other people to help you. So I found that I I, I actually uh, my friends that were around me by just having the right attitude and a teachable spirit, their moms and their parents were actually able to input into my life. So uh, I'm so happy because I grew up in a village in a rural place where really a child is built from the community. So generally, to be honest with you, as much as I missed my mom, it's it's uh, it's other moms, it's other women that came. And I remember one woman even called me to her house when I was going to university, and she just gave me an, an envelope with money. Mm. And, you know, and even my, my stepmom at the time, uh, who's still with us now, she just went and bought me all of this um, 
pajamas and, you know, just small things that meant the world to me. And that gave me so much energy. And as I say, I always feel that if you find yourself in a very cold and dark place, the lesson that I learned, which I did at that time, was then attach yourself to where it's warm. Mm. And before you know it, even if you are frozen and cold, you will start warming up. God will use human hands to touch. So I find that a lot of people, when they are going through heartache, especially teenagers and young children, we, we want to shut ourselves in a dark, cold place. But then you can't, when your own engine, you can't start your own engine. Mm-hmm. You you actually need. So that's why the concept of mentorship, even in business, mentorship, even in careers, is that find, I found people that I can actually my friends, parents, or my mom, their moms that I can actually have them input in my life. And that concept I took into my my practice, I took even into the book. When I decided to write my own book, just from the practical lessons learned in my childhood is, I actually found somebody else who has actually gone through the process to say, tell me your pitfalls, tell me your achievements, tell me your successes mm. so that I can redeem time. There's a concept I like to to really uh, talk about, which God revealed to me to say redeeming time through God's supernatural empowerment. Mm. We're actually able to do something in a day that would take somebody 10 years. Mm. So I find that mentorship does that. It's a godly given gift to have people around us. If somebody else has walked that road and fallen 10 times. I don't need to fall 10 times on that road. Can Mm -hmm. I fall maybe once or twice and then run? Because now I'll start realizing that these are the holes that she was telling me to avoid. Mm. So even uh, with the book project, it's the same thing. Look around, find people. And as you will know, with our book project, it's 22 women writing for my stories to say, can my story, my one testimony Mm. might not mean much, but the testimonies of 22 women now mm. that's something else. Even if you are in the darkest of darkest places, in case if me, Letabo, has not shared that part of my life or if I've never been through that, clearly one of us will have had that encounter. Going again to the fact that we are stronger in numbers. When one of us yes. goes up, we all go up. And that's something, a revelation I had on early on in my life. If it wasn't for my friends and their parents, and my pastor and his family, really, I can say I wouldn't be here. Mm, Such powerful, powerful gems being shared with us here on Elevator today. Doctor, I have to ask you, how did you know what your purpose is? Did you just realize in school that you are very highly intelligent and therefore you're going in the direction of medicine? Or what was it that revealed your purpose in terms of medicine to you? Uh, Thank you so much for that question, Jenna. So you know what? One thing that I learned, and this I did uh, learn after I discovered my purpose, was that apparently a purpose or a brand is something that we are born with. It -hmm. is a fingerprint. No one can take it away from you. No one can, 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 can give it to you except God. It's something that you are born with. Mm -hmm. So what happens is most of the time, we don't know how to market it. We don't know how to strategize around it. We don't know how to present it to the world. Mm -hmm. So the best thing that I realized that what helped me achieve and realize what my purpose was, was to find myself in environments of just working. Mm -hmm. I love to serve. Mm -hmm. So wherever I was, I just found myself serving, whether it was 
in uh, I used to do a lot of uh, world missions, medical missions. This was in my high school. Before I knew I wanted to be a doctor, I would go to to Youth for Life. There would be all these programs that I would just attach myself to saying I'm going to help, but not realizing. And every time when I would be there saying I'm just going to help, instead of being put with the cooking team, I would mm. end up with maybe serving the medical team. Mm. And then it is in that way you realize that, no, it's not it's not the kitchen. No, it's not the music. No, mm. it's not the, I'm not a creative. No, it's not the numbers. I'm not an accountant. And it is through serving. And you know what I like about as well, very good churches that are community-based, they will have a lot of places. I used to do miming. I used to do, uh, I used to serve in the pastor's protocol. And it is in the workplace that you actually realize what your brand is. You know, so I realized that early on, no, I actually love serving people. I enjoy. And I can sit with an old gogo and she can talk for an hour and tell me a life story and I'm wanting more. Where else somebody after two minutes is thinking, please stop talking. I want to move away. So that for me, I realized it was such a powerful revelation, even with Elijah and Elisha. Mm. It was in the plowing field mm. that God was able to identify that Elisha would be Elijah's successor. Mm. So for me, that has always been, even I've served, even one of my friends, Prof. Salum, I really love to talk about her because she is such a global figure and she's head of UCT Global and she's doing great and wonderful things. A lot of people don't know that I served in communities uh, around, uh, under her, beneath her. She was my leader for so many of those communities. Mm. And then it is that when when they leave, they pass on the baton. You allowed yourself to be mentored. So I, find, I feel that with purpose, it's a self-discovery thing. It's there. It's God-given. Mm -hmm. It's God-given. Your talent and who you are is God-placed. It's in your DNA. Just like how you can't change your DNA. It takes a lifetime for us to manifest our DNA. When a child is born or a baby is born, their eyes can look black. But mm -hmm. as they grow, you realize that no, the eye, the the eyes, the iris is not black. It's actually blue, or it turns into a green, or it turns into a fair brown. The same thing. That is what happens with us. But sometimes you need to poke. You need mm -hmm. to move with no fear, no mm -hmm. fear. And something that I love to to really, um, I, I love hearing. And I was at a global leadership summit in Vienna last month, mm -hmm. and somebody, one of the the the, the ladies leading Zippo, was saying to us that. Just know that success, uh, failure is guaranteed. Yeah. When you're attempting to do anything, failure is guaranteed. Yeah. There is no baby who just starts walking without falling. It doesn't mm -hmm. happen. So whatever business thing or whatever venture you're going to take, just don't uh, beat yourself up and come down on yourself just because you fell, because you will fall. Mm -hmm. And I feel that the fear of self-discovery is actually what, stops a lot of people from even discovering what they have on the inside of them. Mm, mm, mm. You know, doctor, as I'm listening to you, I'm reminded that this is just my personal experience. Most or the most successful people that I've met, especially successful kingdom people, they are servants. Mm. Eh? As I'm listening to your story now as well, you find them in the parking lots at churches, mm -hmm. ushering people in, and you don't realize these are doctors and very high decision makers. So also key what's coming through from your testimony once again to me is the importance of serving and you find your purpose in serving. We are busy running out of time, but I okay. do want to ask you about having established your own practice. Um, I know that you also served at Tembisa Hospital during your internship. What is it that led you to really decide to establish your own practice? 
Yeah. So, Jenna, I was in government for about 12 years before I went into private practice. And for me, really, I was looking for more. I was looking for a disruption in my life. I got tired with the status quo. As you know, everything in government is structured. Mm-hmm. So your salary is structured, your, your scope of practice is structured, your times are structured. So I really was eager and hungry for more. And that is when I endeavored into establishing my own private practice. So I worked in Baraguanath, I worked in Jobek Jen, Rahima Musa, Tembisa. And I actually spent even a year at the military South African Defense Force. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When I came into private practice, what I thought would be a walk in the park was definitely the most challenging uh, project I've ever had to go through. Uh, but thankfully, through fear, no, not, not, not being fearful and just trusting in God and actually knocking on doors, um, I had to knock on a lot of doors before one opened, you know, and I was so thankful when one opened for me at Sunning Hill Netcare. And again, I had to work and look come for another doctor. And eventually, at some point, she decided that she wants to actually leave the 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 the, the medical field. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I actually inherited the practice. So I'm based at Sunning Hill and I see lots and lots of patients. I do wards intensive care, casualty, and I see patients in the rooms. So for me, this project has been one of trial and error. And I'm so thankful that more than five years later, we are thriving. We see a lot of patients Mm -hmm. every day. And not only that, we're actually able to meet and serve their needs. And which is where projects like the book came from. Mm -hmm. It was in my mom's, my clients crying every day. And I'm thinking, I can't really spend an hour with you. Why not give you a, do a book project? And then that project grew and it became a TV show and it's on TBN 343. And, you know, and and now in the practice, we even have an online store. We pierce ears. We've got skin products and some of the skin products are manufactured by our own moms. It's not products that we are buying from anywhere else or importing. They are manufacturers within the practice. So just a small move of, of just being hungry for more now has become something bigger than me, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doc, I have to ask you, with everything that you are doing from your practice to the ministry work, the speaking, you are, as you just said, the producer of this incredible show on TBN as well. It's also called Secrets of Superpowered Moms, Journeys to Motherhood with God. We'll get you the details on how to watch that in a bit, listeners. So get your pens and paper ready. Then you also have a foundation um, that aims to eradicate poverty through funding projects involving the mother and child. With all of that and your own three children and Mr. Simelani, <laughs> how do you find time for yourself and what is it that you do to really make sure that you don't burn out and that you look after yourself as a mom and as a woman? So I have a lot of peace for days and for the, for the sake of time, I'll only share three P's. And these three P's really arise from a book written by T.D. Jakes called A Woman, Her Lover, and the the lady, I, I don't remember the title so well. It's a very, very old book. And I can see you you, you don't necessarily find it in bookstores at the moment, mm-hmm. but it's the, the, the woman, her lord, and her lover something along those lines. And in that book, he shared about three Ps. He said, prayer, praise, and pamper. So for me, meantime always involves those three. So I usually do take time. I take myself to a spa. 
Um, there's one that I love in uh, um, um, uh, close to the Krugersdorp. It's in the in the uh, it's in a country setting, and when I'm there, I really get pampered. I get massaged from the morning until the night, sure. and in between, I am praying and praising. So for me, I feel that if your internal, if our spirit is fed, if your physical is fed, and your soul is fed, then you can achieve a lot. And that is when God can even bring supernatural acceleration, everything by the grace of God. But we need to remember to give ourselves self-love and self-care. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we need to take care of them. And there's a reason why that scripture exists. If we don't take time for ourselves and love ourselves and care for ourselves, we cannot help anyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, doctor, what would you say to a woman that is listening today that really is still in that place where she is trying to get to where you are, or she's trying to maybe not in medicine, but she's trying to get to a place of impact and a place of purpose and a place of success. What would your secret be? What would your advice be that you leave her with today? So to that woman who's listening to us today, I would like to encourage you and inspire you. The fact that you actually ask your question and have a hunger to want to become something more, that is the beginning. The secret is do not do it alone. Reach out. Reach out to us. Reach out. I'm so happy we've got um, uh, generally even on the show, you've got us, we've got books, we've got TV, we've got organizations now, we've got foundations. There's a lot of women who are doing what I'm doing do not do it alone. Do not stay in a cold place. Have a teachable spirit. Come to us. Come to find the person that you admire the most and just ask to be mentored. Ask to come into their private practice or their businesses and just shadow. For me, leadership is about servanthood. Mm-hmm. So please have a, a servanthood and teachable spirit. And you will see that one day you will even become more successful. I actually believe that all my mentees must be something better than me. Mm-hmm. If I'm a good mentor, they must be so successful that even me, when I look at what God has done through through my, my, my mentorship, I can't even look at it twice. It's so blinding. <clears throat> and that is the success. Uh, that is the good thing of being a good mentor. Because I find that as well, a lot of mentors end up holding back their mentees. Mm-hmm. When they are starting to rise above them, they pull them down. Mm-hmm. And that's a very immature mentality. If you are a good mentor, your mentee is going to become bigger than you. Elisha received a double anointing, more than what Elijah had. Doctor, where do we find the book? Where do we get more information about the uh, um, establishments that you have? How do we support your business as the kingdom? Please uh, direct us into the right direction. So I've got a website called www.drlmachaba.co.za. Otherwise, just Google me, you'll be able to to find it. So we sell the book from the practice, but we deliver all over South Africa. Um, And then if you also go on our website and our social media pages, you'll also be able to find where you can actually purchase the e-books. So the foundation, everything, I've got a very strong Instagram page, drpeed underscore machaba. Even if you ask us a question there, I actually have a team. We work together. I answer all the questions myself. And you know what? We will help you. So reach out to us. Go on LinkedIn, Facebook. We are there. Just If you just Google Dr. Machaba right now, everything will be able to, to all the links, you'll be able to find them there.
There you have it. That is Dr. Latabu Mashaba. It's M-A-C-H-A-B-A. It's as simple as that. Doctor, thank you so much for making time for us in your busy schedule. Um, I really, really thank you for what you've shared today. And I believe lives will be touched and transformed through this. God bless you. Continue being the beacon of light that you are. And you are absolutely gorgeous while doing it. So <laughs> we look up to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Janali. May God bless and increase you. Amen. Thank you very much.